Hey everyone, welcome to the Happy Flosser podcast. My name is Billy Lunt. I am your host, and I am here to talk to you about all things dental hygiene to support you on your journey through the dental hygiene program. Welcome, so glad to have you. As healthcare providers and dental professionals, we are tasked with helping our patients reduce their risk of oral disease and improve their oral health outcomes and maintain some of the systemic wellness that we know is connected to their oral health. Part of being ambassadors for oral health is understanding health literacy. We really need to incorporate an understanding of health literacy into all that we do to help our patients make changes in their behavior and support their efforts to have good oral health. Health literacy is defined as the degree to which an individual has the ability to obtain, process, and comprehend some of the basic health information and services that are needed in order for them to make appropriate health decisions. And we need to have a good understanding of how much information we're sharing with our patients and how well they understand it. This is what we're going to talk about in today's episode. We're going to be talking about health literacy and the steps that we can take as healthcare providers in order to speak appropriately to our patients so that they are understanding what we are trying to convey for information. The goal in the United States, the Department of Health and Human Services, our goal is for safe, patient-centered care, as well as equitable care to all members within a community. So when we're thinking about health literacy, we need to know the depth to which our patients understand our goals and objectives and what we're trying to accomplish in the area of oral health and improving the health of our patients. Now, health literacy affects half of our population in America. Some of the typical signs that your patient maybe doesn't understand everything you're saying is to say something like, let me take this information home to read. I forgot my reading glasses, or I don't have time to hear that right now. Sometimes you have to pick up the cues from your patient to know whether or not they're truly understanding what you're trying to share. Now, let's define what a low literacy rate is so that we can understand how we're going to navigate the situation. A patient who has a low literacy has the inability to read, comprehend, or act correctly on even basic information and instructions. It's important for you as the clinician to identify some of these barriers. Some of our patients have problems with written information. So we want to make sure that some of the brochures that we hand out are at the literacy level that our patients have so that they can understand the information on the brochure. Think about some of our expectations of our patients when we are having them sign things like consent forms or treatment plans, health histories, or some of the directions for them on medication use. It's really vital that we have an understanding of our patient's literacy level 
because this can actually harm them, and those are not our intentions. Most of the forms that we ask our patients to sign are written at about a 10th grade reading level or above. And a lot of the websites that we recommend our patients go visit are also written at about a 10th grade reading level. This is important because almost half of all adults read at a 7th to 9th grade reading level, and about 9 out of 10 adults may lack some of the skills needed in order to manage their health and medications in order to control or prevent disease. Now, low literacy in the research has been linked to poor health outcomes such as higher rates of hospitalization, less frequent use of preventive services, and this results in higher health care costs and poor outcomes. Think about some of the factors that affect health literacy, things like education, language, culture, access to resources, rural settings, age, and this can be talking about any age. Think about who's at higher risk for health literacy issues, older adults, racial and ethnic minorities, someone who has less than a high school degree or a GED, someone with a lower socioeconomic status, or ESOL individuals. These are our patients that are marginalized that we need to pay close attention to in order for us to be able to meet the needs of those patients. Less than 15% of our country is considered proficient in the area of health literacy. So levels of health literacy are divided into four categories, below basic, basic, intermediate, and proficient. So it's important for you to keep in mind that if only 15% of our country is proficient in understanding their health literacy, this is an important factor when we're trying to communicate the needs of our patients with our patients and try to meet them where they are to help them build an understanding of their health situation. Below basic, if our patient presents to us and they have a below basic level of health literacy, they can follow simple directions and math computations such as addition. This gives you an idea of that category. Basic, those patients can solve one-step problems with given arithmetic operations and they can read commonplace text. An intermediate level of health literacy, those patients have the ability to perform moderate challenging activities and proficient those patients have the ability to perform very complex and challenging tasks. Remember, that's 15% of our population. Some of the methods that we can do in order to help build understanding among all of our patients is to have plain language. Plain language is a key tool for improving health literacy. Now, a strategy is helpful for making written and oral information easier to comprehend or communication that users can comprehend the first time they read or hear the information. Don't get fancy when you're trying to explain, educate, or build understanding or comprehension. You want to use an active voice. Now, sentence construction in which the subject performs the action or the verb, for example, the patient brushed their teeth. The subject performs the action, so the patient brushes their teeth, right? The verb is the action word. 
very simple, clear sentence. You want to be clear and you want to also explain who's completing the action. So this is an example of very plain language for your patient. You also want to organize your information so that most important information comes first. Break down your complex information into small chunks of information for your patient. Use simple language and define technical terms easily. Make jargon easier, right? And use an active voice. You don't want to use any of your dental terminology when you're talking to patients in using plain language. You want to make sure you know your audience. Design your language and your simplified terms based on your target audience. When you are communicating, use some simple steps. Provide simple, clear, and easy to use straightforward information. Use the plain language and avoid dental terms and jargon. Use information that's accurate and appropriate for your target population. You would not speak to a 10-year-old the same way you would speak to a 25-year-old. You would not speak to a 75-year-old the same way you would speak to a 45-year-old. And sometimes age is unrelated to your target population. It's based on the specific patient's needs. Materials are written at a level for all patients to understand. And the typical target for this is to have your information targeted to about a fifth or sixth grade reading level. You want to try and develop very strong verbal and nonverbal communication styles for yourself. Use open-ended questions when you are communicating with your patient. It's important to ask, what questions do you have? And pause. What may have caused this condition? And pause. Tell me about the discomfort you're experiencing. And pause. Allow your patient the opportunity to communicate, but also allow them the opportunity to comprehend and digest the questions that you're asking. This will provide you an opportunity to build an idea or understanding that your patient is understanding what you're asking, and you may need to make adjustments to your communication. Verbally review material with your patient and use larger font in the material and graphics that might help describe the information, so not just words on a page. When you verbally review the material with your patient, this improves the communication between you. Ask your patient to repeat the information back to you, and this allows you an opportunity to see if they're understanding what you're conveying. As healthcare professionals, we also are advocates in everything that we do. So you want to advocate for incorporation of health education in public schools so that it improves health literacy across the board. Practice empathy and respect. Be patient with your patients when you are trying to communicate with them. This is so important. You also want to provide supplemental written instructions with visuals to your patient after you've provided them with verbal information. It may be that you need a medical interpreter involved in the communication piece with your patient. Asking patients to restate information in their own words helps you check for comprehension. You want to focus on your patient's behavior and some of the nonverbal cues that exist when there's a lack of understanding 
or when there is understanding and utilize your cultural competency skills. And I did go over cultural competence in a different episode. The United States Department of Health and Human Services have taken some action steps to improve the health literacy in our country. I would definitely advise you to take a look at the Healthy People website. So Healthy People has topic area objectives that specifically focus on the health literacy in our nation. And we reevaluate these and we use them as a guide as healthcare professionals to help meet those oral health objectives. Now, health literate organization is defined as one that makes it easier for people to navigate, comprehend, and use information and services to take care of their health. If you have a watchful eye on different websites that you visit and types of tools and brochures that you provide your patient, and you have health literacy as a lens that you're viewing it through, you will quickly see the difference between the information. The Healthy People Goals, the topic is health communication and health information technology. And the goal of Healthy People is to use health communication strategies and health improvement technologies in order to improve the population health outcomes, the healthcare quality, and health equity of our patient populations. Now, an overview of the healthy people topic and goal is ideas about health and behaviors. Think about this. They are shaped by the communication, the information, and the technology that people interact with every single day. Health communication and health information technology are really central to healthcare, to public health, and the way that our society views health. And these processes make up the context and the way that we as healthcare professionals search for, recognize, and use this health information. It significantly impacts our population's health decisions and then the action steps that they take to either improve or access healthcare. There was a Plain Writing Act of 2010, which mandated by the federal government that agency use plain language in their written materials in order to improve the literacy, health literacy of our populations. And you'll be seeing lots of this, especially if you have an eye on it, if you have a focus on it. And this is why in school, a lot of your projects, you make your own brochures. Take a look back at some of the brochures you've made. Think about making your own brochures for your specific patients with specific needs. It will go a long way at helping you build understanding and comprehension with your patient if you are keeping a lens on health literacy. Now, this Plain Writing Act of 2010 is mandating that it makes it easier for individuals to navigate comprehend and use information as well as services in order to take care of their health. It makes it easier for individuals to access services or make informed decisions about their health care. It also helps patients with the medical and dental jargon and health plans. Imagine how hard it is for patients to look at their dental insurances and try to make an understanding about their coverage. It provides recognized health literacy impacts on all ages and cultures. It recognizes that care cannot be achieved 
If the consumer cannot access services or make informed decisions about the services that are being recommended. Health literacy is a determinant to the lack of access of healthcare, so this is an important thing to address. As a healthcare provider, health literacy really needs to be incorporated at all levels. Your personal, your family, your educational, your community, your organizational, your administrative programs, and your policy creation. It's a relatively new topic to medical and dental literature, and there's limited research, but it's growing at a faster pace because we see the importance of it and we see the relativity between health literacy and oral health outcomes. It impacts all ages and cultures, and it is part of our Healthy People 2030 goals. It's up to the healthcare delivery system, the clinicians, the health educators, the wellness promoters, the consultants, the advocates, the research, and the administrator in order to value, implement, support, and really foster health literacy in every single encounter that we make with our patients. I hope that you can see the value of understanding health literacy as it relates to you as a clinician. When you are working with your patients to try to create a change in behavior or build and develop understanding and a relationship between you and your patient, you have to consider health literacy as part of the communication and understanding piece in all that you're doing to create this relationship with your patient. Having an understanding of health literacy and meeting your patient where they are goes so far at building and developing relationships with your patients and positive oral health outcomes. Your patient may not be able to articulate what it is about you that creates a bond of understanding between you, but they will feel that bond with you because you have taken the time to develop an understanding of your patient and create opportunities to build understanding with them. They will appreciate your efforts and they will appreciate the outcomes of what happens when they are able to either feel communicated with, understood, or actually build knowledge, skills, and understanding because you have developed a way to build understanding with them. I cannot stress this enough how important and valuable this is for your patients, but it also will help you. There's really something to be said about servicing others and what that does for you personally as a clinician. When you figure out how to reach your patients as an individual and as a society, it does something inside of you when you can serve others and really develop that understanding and deepen their understanding of the importance of what it is you're doing and what it is they need to do in order to reduce their risk. I would invite you to ask any questions at all that you need answered. Sometimes questions come up when you're listening to this podcast. If you have a question, most likely someone else has the very same question. I'd be happy to answer it and would probably share it in a future podcast.